You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 326. I am Andy Last, and I am here with... Oh, i got to turn off my air conditioner. Shit, I just realized. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Cat, you have to get down, Cat. Get down. Ah, that is annoying. I've got this cat that is like a baby. It is ridiculous. He just wants to be held all the time. Hang on, where the fuck is my pokey stick? I got my pokey stick here, hang on. <laughs> Alright. There we go, got it. I lost the fucking remote for the fucking... Anyway, alright, sorry mate, let's do that again. I'm with you. No, this is where you say your name. Oh, you're not going to include all that, you better not. <laughs> well, you know, it might know me as Marco, and you might also know me as... No, alright. Um... Hey everyone, how you doing? <laughs> Okay. I don't know. That's why you got to do it again because I'm kind of lost the rhythm. Okay, well, <laughs> like we lost the rhythm from the first moment. All right, this is Beyond. I'm going to play all that, by the way. But uh, this is Beyond Synth episode 326. I am Andy Last, and I am here with Marco Marek. That's right. If people listened to last week's episode, which I hope they did with King Steven, because that was cool, I announced that we are changing the format of Beyond Synth ever so slightly. We are now doing separate playlist episodes and interview episodes, and that way we can guarantee that there will be a weekly episode of Beyond Synth, because I'm tired of delivering episodes late, and the interviews do take me a bit longer to edit. So, last week was my interview with King Steven, an awesome dark synth artist, and if you don't know his stuff, and if you like dark synth, please listen to that one, because his music's amazing. And this week, I'm here with Marco for our very first playlist episode, and Marco will be joining me every week to do a playlist where uh, we will both be picking tracks and chatting and stuff. Yeah, it sounds awesome. I always love picking music. There's so much good music around lately, so um, yeah, hopefully everybody enjoys it too. And speaking of cats, uh, we got a cat. Yeah, you were saying. Uh, I've seen a photo too. Very cute. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. We, we saw this picture... Uh, at least my wife saw the picture because someone was uh, getting rid of these cats and they had like a little ad on the internet and uh, she's just in bed just laughing at her phone because he's got such a funny face because he's a yeah, he's an he orange flat-faced uh, Persian and he just is amazing like his face is amazing and so he's such a fun cat to look at and he's got a pretty good <laughs> attitude so far so yeah he's okay he's like about five months old and uh, he's cute and that's all I know what's his name his name's Chester Chester all right <laughs> for some reason I started doing this I don't know why I do this accent but whatever I'm looking for him where's Chester where's Chester <laughs> he's starting to figure it out but he looks like a Chester he's orange and has like the flat face like he's a super Super cute cat. One thing I didn't realize, though, is that Persians have a bit of, or, or flat-faced cats have a bit of maintenance because you gotta you gotta wipe under their eyes. Oh, really? Yeah, because I guess this is a thing of all sort of like flat-faced animals. Is their tear ducts something to do with their tear ducts being something's different about them because their faces are flat and so they sort of get watery eyes and there's a bit of like you know they get like a little like discharge around their, the bottom of their eyes and it's sort of so you have to kind of wipe it. Ah, that I did not know. Yeah. 
Yeah, neither did I until... I thought I was a cat expert, too. Yeah. <laughs> so now that's something I know about Persians, and uh, I keep saying Persians. Really, it's about the flat face, because I think Persian is more of a mm. color than it is the flat yeah, face. Yeah, that's... When I, when I think of Persian cat, I, I don't think of a picture of your cat as, as such. But that's funny, because Chester would work back home, you know. I mean, Australians love to abbreviate names, so Chester would just be Chesty. Chesty, yeah. come here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll call him. Chesty. I'm just like, <laughs> where's Chester? <laughs> but he's cool, man. He just hangs out and uh, he lets you pet him and stuff, which is nice. He's still a little hyper, so he's funny. He wants to be near people, but also runs away when new people show up into the room. So he's still like getting used to everybody. A little timid, yep. Yeah, but he but he also wants to be around people. So it's not like he's like hiding at the other side of the house. Like he does walk into the room you're in, but then the second you move, he like runs away, but then wants to still be in there. But anyway, mm. okay, bottom line, let's play some music. Get the show started, okay? These are the playlist episodes. We're gonna, Episodes? Fuck. Episodes. <laughs> I got a cool one here. So basically, <laughs> I'm cheating this week because I'm just going to play the playlist I was going to play in the King Steve episode so um all of my tracks today are all kind of dark synth sort of heavier tracks because they were meant to accompany the king steven episode you have brought a bit more variety with you as i usually do you yeah know. well you know you're a cool guy so look <laughs> let's listen to this one i got a cool one here from collapse project uh it's brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters uh we're talking about the kings of the pattersons mike shima mystery donor <laughs> And Chris Dance, the king of all kings. This is Collapse Project with Hardwired.
And that was Hardwired by Collapse Projects. And that is a cool song uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Mike Erdahl with the 5666. He's a real cool guy. And in the $50 Club, we got Brandon Decker and Tim Carlton. And I am back with Marco. We're just doing a playlist. I guess we'll just call this like, I don't know, like Andy and Marco's playlist. I haven't thought of a name for what this is. Yeah, yeah. I haven't really thought of it either. But I just want to say that's a really good pick, Andy. I, I was actually close to being on my list, and uh, I'm really getting into that artist lately. Really loving Collapse Project stuff, like, in the last year or two. Really good. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you. Like, yes. where do you mostly go? Mostly SoundCloud and Bandcamp. So what, I, what I'll do is I keep an eye on my stream on SoundCloud regularly, like, every few days, and just see what's out and what's new. I don't know. I've always been a SoundCloud. I know it's kind of an outdated platform. Everyone's on Spotify, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that's where I get a lot of my stuff. And then I'll just search on Bandcamp, you know, new releases on Bandcamp with Synthwave, Chillwave, Outrun, anything like that. Yeah, because I don't really have a a technique. Like, I do get music sent to me, Mm -hmm. so often that's what fills the playlist on my computer, and that's how I tend to find sort of new artists, yeah. but I don't necessarily follow any aggregators. I do follow like 17 or 1800 people, artists you could say, on SoundCloud, so that fills up my feed with a lot of stuff. I mean, I get a lot of crap in there. Every once in a while I'll be like, somebody just shared like 20 tracks of dubstep or something, I'll be like, I don't have time for this shit. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not following you anymore. <laughs> You know, if you're just going to bombard my feed with 20 different... Anyway, whatever. So Yeah, you failed me. Yes. <laughs> so that's generally how I do it. But if you're not following the right people, you're not really going to get a lot of good stuff coming up, for sure. Yeah, I think ever since I created an actual Bandcamp account, because I have, I used to just buy music anonymously, mm. and then I finally created one. I think we talked about this a while ago to just watch Michael Oakley's live performance. And ever since then, now I get hundreds of emails from Bandcamp. And so that's how I've been sort of keeping updated, because obviously if you buy music from... From certain labels and I'm getting emails all the time reminding me of new releases and stuff like that oh, so yeah. speaking of which your your next track you have a you have a track to play I sure do and uh, that fits in nicely to new releases yeah uh, Alex Lightspeed has got an awesome new album coming out I know people probably heard about it already on the show and on other shows too it's really good it's like just synthwave outrun really high octane stuff like listening to it in the car the album is called Crimson Sunset LP it's available at Rosso Corso Records. It's really worth listening to, but uh, I've picked Crimson Sunset featuring the Neon Syndicate. Awesome. And of course, it is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Jacob Wick, my semi-sonic friend with the 4488, and Retro Serenade with the 3333. And uh, let's listen to this. This is Alex Lightspeed, Crimson Sunset featuring Neon Syndicate.
Night, and that was Crimson Sunset featuring Neon Syndicate by Mr. Alex Lightspeed. It's actually just Alex Lightspeed. I added Mr. there. <laughs> well, he's, I guess he's Mr. Alex Lightspeed, right? Why not? Yeah, he is, for sure. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. Nope, Hugh Hefner. Well, Hugh Hefner is in the 2666 Club, a club all of our own. And then, of course, in the $25 Club, there's Mr. Clint Dowling, the king of the $25 Club, followed by a star apart, Alex Ellickson, Blake Peterson, and Cargo Cult Luau. And I am back with Marco Merrick on this fine day. We got, like, tornado warnings today. Did you get tornado warnings where you are? No, I think ours might be coming tomorrow. I got a friend who's in, uh, he was going to a concert, and the weather is nuts. Like, they've been waiting in the parking lot. Anyway, I'm going to tell you this in a sec, but just let me bring it up. Fish concert. What the fuck is that? P-H-I-S-H? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Fish? You never heard of fish? No. Fish, they have a very devout cult following. I feel like they almost have a similar, I mean, not similar people, but it's sort of like deadheads, mm-hmm. where there's people who, like, they just love fish and follow them around in concert because fish likes to, I'm going to say noodle, but he's like one of those bands that likes to, uh, they like to jam on stage. Oh, God. Not my type of music, but it's it's a very, like, it's a druggy crowd as well. Like, I feel like ah. it's... The kind of people who want to go watch like six hours of some band like kind of jamming while they take mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I get the impression that's what Fish is about. Well, anyway, the point is my friend has gone to the concert and he said they had like all sorts of fucking weather warnings and he didn't know if they were going to cancel. So he said they were wake- waiting in the parking lot for like three hours and there's like a lightning storm above him and it's finally cleared he's going in there and I'm like, man, it's going to be soggy and shit. But anyway, the other point is that that weather usually hits me the day after. So I'm sure the bad weather's coming for us tomorrow. Well, you'll have to put on some fish. <laughs> yeah, okay. That can be your like storm memory, like when the when the bad weather comes and put some fish on and see what happens. Well, you don't make it sound very enticing to listen to, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I apologize if we have any listeners to fish. Maybe you can explain to Marco fish better than I can, because uh, I couldn't name you a single fish song. So, oh Jesus. Well, look, how about this? I want to listen to another song, so I've got one here. I'm sure this band is is as furthest from is as furthest from fish as you. You can get is that as far as, as far from fish as yes that's how you say it anyway it's dance with the dead Jesus. i haven't played a dance with the dead song in a long time this was from their album blackout i don't even remember when the fuck they put this out it's been like in my list of songs to play probably for like for several years anyway it's a kick-ass song it's uh brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters in the 25 dollar club like honey beard johnny five joseph richards ken Giroux, and Neverman. actually Neverman's got a few collabs out that are actually pretty good. They're not on my playlist this week, so maybe we'll play some Neverman next week because I think he's got one out with Jay Diggs and one with uh, Dana Jean, so we'll get to it, man. The point is that right now, we are going to listen to Dance with the Dead with the track Scar.
And that was Scar by Dance with the Dead uh, from the album Blackout. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, in the $25 club, we're talking about Restless Nights, Robot Conglomerate, Sir Micathy, your friendly neighborhood raccoon Petey, and Dinner Doug and Slade. <laughs> you guys are all awesome. I think he changed it to raccoon because I, I posted some videos on Instagram uh, before we got the cat where there was a bunch of raccoons that kept on like gathering outside the window of my son's bedroom mm-hmm. and uh, one night there was like one and the next night there was two. You had two the next night? I didn't see that. I saw that video you posted though. That was amazing. He's so tame too. Just sitting at your window there. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So cute. Yeah, no, the second night there was two. I think <laughs> he brought his buddy. No, I think it was a kid because it, oh, it's a no little shit. tiny. It's a tinier one and he only pops up for like two seconds and then disappears. Oh. Is it on your Instagram? I gotta check it out. Yeah. Well, I called the first video Visitor yeah. And then the second video was Visitor 2, <laughs> Son of Visitor, because in that one you see the you see the son of Visitor. Cute. They're okay, although they've been shitting on the roof. <laughs> they've been shitting on the roof. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had to go and clean it, but, like, they were shitting right at, like, you know, like the corner of the roof, so I just poured, like, cleaning solution down that, and it just sort of ran down the roof and into the eaves trough. Okay, cool. Cool. I don't even know what a ra- I don't even know what a raccoon shit looks like, to be honest. <laughs> I love just. Cool, I'm cool. sorry, but just yeah, cool, <laughs> cool, cool. Well, you got rid of it. That's the main thing. Now it's just gonna clog up your fucking downpipes. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, raccoon shit is sort of like. It's like, <laughs> dude, I was literally about to describe it. I I'm about to Google <laughs> raccoon shit. <laughs> That's what my life's gone. It's to. gross. It's sort of purpley, and it. it what, what? What am I saying? What am I doing? Purpley. Uh, it's. It's. Yeah. It's gross. It's. It's shit. It looks like uh, you ever had an eat more bar. <laughs> oh, I see it now. That is weird. What a weird looking shit. <laughs> That's not what I imagined at all, Andy. Maybe I've already seen it, and I didn't even think it was shit. I hope I didn't touch it. <clears throat> anyway. Wow. This like is terrible. How about shit. this? Yeah, it is pretty bad. How about this? Yes. Play <laughs> song? Instead of... I, I like how I wrote down all these things. Like, here's some t- potential topics, and uh, mm, oh, raccoon shit was not one of them. Uh, play me a song, dude. All right. Uh, there's been a lot of good Italo music brought out lately, uh, Andy. I- I've always liked Italo music, but there seems to be a bit of resurgence. Just a lot of good shit. Now, I've got a real treat for you next. This one's actually by an old group called Maschio. I guess they're also known as Roller Force. And I don't know how to pronounce the name. Is that Pecos or Pecos? What is that? P-E-C-O-S. Pecos? Pecos. We'll just call it Pecos. Yeah, just say it that way. All right. It's all good. Uh, Pecos. And it's the vocal version. Now, the backstory to this one is it was actually made in 1983, but it was never released. For whatever reason, it got put on a back burner. The original vocalists in that group, they have got a string of really good songs from that early 80s era. Now, the singer uh, had passed away since. And what happened was he decided to redo the vocals and rearrange the composition and release it finally so this is kind of rare because it actually is an 80s song and it's just got a little bit of a modern touch to it I had trouble because I, th- I thought this has got to be old but I cannot find a fucking single trace of it from that you know at all mm-hmm. so I was like where the hell did this come from anyway I finally got in touch with him and that's what he said so uh, this is some real authentic uh, Italo right here Andy awesome and I would like to say that is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters there's Forged in Neon with the 2049 Joshua Winter with the 20 and Whale and Kasky Geospatial with the 1988 
and this is Maschio with Pecos. Feel 
And that was Pecos by Maschio, a.k.a. Roller Force. The That's the vocal version. And uh, Marco just said the, the very interesting backstory to that track. And uh, I would like to thank the very interesting Patreon supporters of Beyond Synth, like the Buchelman sisters in the 1985 club, Rachel Buchelman and Sarah Buchelman. And then there's Zach. I would like to do a special shout-out to Zach, who has upgraded his support. That is correct. Zach is now in the 1980 Club. And then it says there's a new pledge from Bogdan Crevoy, but he's I think he sometimes he pops in as a Patreon supporter and then disappears and then comes back. But I'll still give him a new Patreon shout-out anyways. Uh, Bogdan in the $5 Club, you're a cool guy. And I hope you have a lovely, lovely day. Sounds like you've got some good supporters there, Andy. That's the bottom line. It is the bottom line. There's some, some cool people out there. <laughs> I'm trying to think what... It, what else I've been up to? I re-signed up to Xbox uh, Game Pass. How much is that a month? It's sixteen ninety nine Canadian. Sixteen? Did you say? Yeah. Yeah. I, I get the PlayStation Network one, and I, and I think it's not bad. I pay like uh, I think it was like sixty dollars a year if I paid up front. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a, it's a fair bit more. Um, what do you get with that? The Xbox One. The Xbox One is good because that's the one that has like the hundred games. Oh yeah. That, that you can pick from, and they do have day one releases. Nice. It's essentially like you know how they changed the PlayStation One. Like you probably got that email. So they yes. PlayStation has a similar service now, but you have to pay a bit more for it. Yeah, it's not cheap at all. Yep. So it's fine. Like what I do is I sort of sign up to it and then sort of play the games and then they take off a few. So like every month they take a few down and put a few new ones up. Mm-hmm. So if I like quit Game Pass and join like three or four months later, there's enough new games to justify signing up again. Yep. Because I wanted to check out, um, there's a game called Tunic, which is like a little fox. It's sort of a Zelda-like kind of game. Mm. There's that the new Ninja Turtles game. Oh, yeah. There's a game called Power Wash Simulator, which I wasn't aware was there, but I downloaded oh, that. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, you just, it's a power wash simulator. Oh you just God. clean the mud off of cars and backyards and stuff. <laughs> and of course, uh, I had to try My Friend Peppa Pig. Oh, God. There's a Peppa Pig game. I downloaded it for my daughter, so she seems to enjoy it. It's a very, very, very simple game. Yeah, my nieces love Peppa Pig, so they're a little bit older now, but... Uh no, the, the kids love that shit. But it's weird because it's like it's full of sound alikes mm-hmm. for the voice actors. And my daughter noticed. Like she's playing. It's like it looks kind of like Peppa Pig, but it doesn't sound like her. And like all the voices are different. <laughs> like she's like pointing out that she recognized that the voice actors are all kind of off a bit. Yeah, well, there's that new game Stray Out as well, which uh, I, I haven't got it yet, but I'm about to get it. You know that one with the, the cat game? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me know how that is. I've seen a lot yeah. of stories on the video game sites of people modding the game and putting weird things in place of the cat. <laughs> cool. It should be all right. I mean, no, it's a bit of a novelty game, I guess, you know, controlling a cat. But it does look pretty good, so I'm pretty excited about that. I've been playing Dying Light still myself. Dying Light number two. Uh, I put in over 200 hours, Andy. <laughs> we played a little bit on my own, and I'm playing it a lot with my wife, Jazzy. We play co-op, and, and it's really enjoyable. After I've had a hard day or whatever, you know, there's nothing like smashing and slicing up zombie parts. It's so gory, and there's so much blood and guts and stuff, and it's right up my alley. Wait. 
Wait, so um, you can do cross-platform co-op? Is that how you do it, or you played on PC? We played on PC together, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure about the cross-platform, to be honest. I should know about it, but I don't. Are your computers in the same room? Yes, they are. So, like, when you're playing games, are your backs to each other? Uh, no, we're kind of side-by-side, but on the other side of the room, if that makes any sense. Do you look at each other, or do you, like, focus on the screen? I focus on the screen. What, I'm playing video games. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> I'm just wondering how, how intimate this video game playing no, is with your wife. I have wife. to turn my head like all, like 108. No, I have to turn my Jesus Christ. I have to turn my head 90 degrees, you know, to, to look at her. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Andy. We'll talk some more games in a sec, but we got to play a song. That's right. So, I got the next pick. I want to play a track from Dream Reaper. This is a kick ass song. It's brought to you by my awesome PayPals. Of course, there's Upgrade Jimpy, the king of the PayPal, still the king in my heart, and of course, Ross Bruce, the Silver Bruce, and Alex Lightspeed. We just heard from him. He's in the 1984 Club, and uh, we just heard his track, and that was cool. And now, we will listen to this. This is Dream Reaper with Error 404.
And that was Error 404 by Dream Reaper. That is a cool song. It is brought to you, it was brought to you by my awesome PayPals. We're talking Jimmy Groon, The Rosconian, Brandon Morin, Digital Dreams, Gustav Velichek, Dan Williams, and Russell Nice. You're all cool people in my book. And uh, I'm here with Marco. We're playing cool songs. We're talking about video games. So I'd have to say, um, I've only played the first level or the first two levels of the Ninja Turtles game, but mm-hmm. uh, so far it plays really well. It's fast and responsive, and there's lots of different kind of combos and combinations of moves you can do, which is cool. It has the old 16-bit look yep. of uh, of the old Ninja Turtles arcade games. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. When I was younger, like I loved side-scrolling brawlers. Me too, big time. Yeah, and I always thought it would be really cool once graphics get better and better. Yeah. To have a side-scrolling brawler with more realistic graphics, but no one really made one, but whenever I've played side-scrolling brawlers with kind of newer graphic styles, there's something missing. Yeah, there is something missing. And I don't know what it is. Yeah, there's been a few, you know, and, and like Streets of Rage, I think, did another one. Um, they had that Kaminsky game that came out. There's been quite a few, and you're right, it doesn't really grab you. I mean, it's kind of cool for five, ten minutes, and you're like, eh, you know. But I always thought it was going to evolve too, Andy. I really did. I mean, like, I love those games growing up. Final Fight, Double Dragon, uh, Turtles in Time was a real big favorite of mine too. But then, like, when Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation came out, they did uh, Fighting Force. I don't know if you remember that game. And that was like a side-scrolling, but it was more 3D. And that was really good. I mean, it wasn't, like, great, but I felt like it evolved, and I thought it was going to keep going that way. And then they did Fighting Force 2, and it was nothing like a... It wasn't a beat-em-up. It was completely different. You run around with a gun. There's other games I've played that have sort of scratched that itch of the brawler, Mm -hmm. but they weren't brawlers necessarily. So there was that open-world game. It was like a GTA game, but it was um, with... Was it the Chinese Mafia? It was like a Grand Theft Auto game, but they really put the focus on the hand-to-hand combat. Even when you get guns, they still wanted you to kind of get into, like, Mm -hmm. physical fight with people and it was really satisfying because um, there was objects all around the places whenever there was an action scene so like there was like a building site where like you can grab people and like throw them into the saws and like throw them into like electrical breakers so they get electrocuted and stuff everywhere around the room was like these context sensitive things that you could like throw people into and stuff Mm -hmm. sleeping dogs Sleeping sleeping dogs that's the game it's a really good game most of the time you can get it on sale for like five bucks and it's one of the better GTA clones Mm -hmm. only because it felt so different because it takes place in Hong Kong the atmosphere of the game feels different and the whole story is like you're an undercover cop like trying to get in with the mafia and so that gives you the excuse to be a good guy but also do bad things because you're going undercover and like Mm -hmm. just like a movie like are you getting in too deep and starting to be friends with the whatever (laughs) so it's actually not a bad game but look that's a too much talk about that because you got to play me a song. Yes, I do. And I've got another good Italo track for you. Uh, this one's actually from Sally Shapiro. I know that uh, they had a bit of a lull and they weren't making music for a while. I just want to say, I put it out there that I'm really happy that um, it's not just a she, I think there's two of them that are actually making uh, music again. You know, it's really good because they were like one of the first artists I found back in like 2008, 2009. And they're doing really good stuff and I like her vocal style and 
I'm going to play Believe In Me. It's actually the Italo Connection remix. I think it really works well with the original track. It's just, it's really good in Italo format. Um, that is off the full digital album called Sad Cities, the remixes. It's just a whole bunch of remixes of their tracks, and uh, it's worth checking out for sure. Awesome, and it is brought to you by my awesome PayPals. We're talking about Timothy Warwick, Jersey, Brian West, Dominus Lux, and Michael Sackey. So, thank you all for supporting the show. Now let's listen to this. This is Sally Shapiro, Believe In Me, the Italo Connection Remix.
was Believe in Me, the Italo Connection remix by Sally Shapiro of the Sad Cities, the remixes album. And uh, I am here with Marco. I just wanted to mention, like, we're not going to change the subject. I, I haven't finished with that. Sorry, Andy. There was some games, like, beat em up kind of games. I mean, and they weren't side-scrolling. But, like, do you ever play Matrix on the PlayStation 2? That was actually pretty cool. Like, you had a lot of uh, punch-kick combos and stuff like that. There was shooting involved as well, of course. But uh, I, I really like the action and the fighting in that one. Yeah, see, that's the thing. There have been some games. Matrix, I think I played a few minutes of. I don't think I really, like, got you into it. Right into it? Oh, fine, whatever. No, but, but, <laughs> <laughs> so I dismiss what you say. <laughs> yeah, like, there have been some games that have had pretty cool fighting in them. I would think to myself, I would play a brawler mm. with this kind of engine. Like, maybe I would play, like, a game that's kind of more 3D. Like, remember the Warriors? Did you ever play the Warriors? Yeah, that was good. That was really good, yep. So that was, like, I guess a newer example. I don't know, like, there's part of me, like, I've always wanted wanted like a photo real one but every time i've seen people try to do them there's something corny about it mm. i've seen a few on steam yeah they are kind of corny yeah yeah where they do like the the full motion video like mortal like the original mortal Kombat style yeah i always thought well with high definition a game with those realistic graphics where you take like actual video of real people you'd be able to do it like nice and crisp and everything but it it's weird it like it doesn't work and i don't know why like i'm still trying to wrap my head around why it doesn't work like it just it all it all feels wrong and it's almost like the graphics have to be mm. a little lo-fi and a little retro like i still think it can be better than like 8-bit like you can do like neo geo style but like i don't know there's there's something wrong when i see it with higher definition graphics like like you almost expect more from the game or something yeah well well it's weird because fighting game i mean what do you sorry what do you call them like mortal Kombat, street fighter type games yeah yeah those games they're really still popular you know street fighter's doing great i mean Mortal Kombat is awesome. You know, the games they're bringing out these days are incredible. So that hasn't gone away, but for some reason, I guess this, yeah, it kind of sucks, man. I miss playing a good side. You know, every once in a while, I will fire up my retro system and, and play like Final Fight or Double Dragon or something like that. I still maintain that brawlers are some of the best like social games mm. to play, like especially if you have friends over and you're having drinks because... You know, it only takes like 35 minutes to 40 minutes to go through an entire brawler, right? Like Final Fight, I think you can beat in half an hour. Yeah. It's a game that you can sit down, have some drinks, beat it so you almost feel like you did something. Yeah. And it, you, you can sort of beat it before you kind of get bored of playing it. For sure, it's very social, yeah. Yep. I still think that Mortal Kombat, I know they did one in the uh, the Xbox PS2 era. Sub-Zero Mythologies or something, was that what it was called? No, no, no yeah, they did. That's not what I'm talking about, though. Oh. <laughs> that game... <laughs> That game is a, a silly one, but they did one called Liu Kang, and it was Liu Kang and Kung Lao called um, Shaolin Monks. Because Mortal Kombat, at this point in time, the plot makes no sense as a fighting tournament. Like, you know, when you watch the story, it's, it hasn't been a tournament for like 40 games. Yeah. It's only Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 that are tournaments, and literally everything else that followed was never a tournament, but the game still has a tournament format. Format, yeah. I just think, like, Mortal Kombat would make a great brawler. I would love to play a brawler where the characters are, like, that size on the screen, mm. but it's a brawler and not a fighting game, because I, I feel like Mortal Kombat Universe would work well in that in that vein, but... Yeah, totally. I guess there's no market for it or something. Who the fuck knows? They should bring something like that out, though. Oh, dude, it'd be amazing. Yeah. But, but how about this? Yes? Let's listen to a track. Okay, I think you're up next, Andy. I am. <laughs> so I got one here from Hoffman Cruz from the album Odyssey. Uh, Hoffman Cruz makes cool music. I think I've played a few tracks of theirs before, and I'm going to play one right now. And I would just like to say that it's uh, brought to you by 
Mouse and Patreon supporters Gene Creamer, Private Eye, and Rauer, and Mads Baron Christensen, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Lane. And this is Hoffman Cruise with Sirens Dance. was Sirens Dance by Hoffman Cruz from the album Odyssey. And that, of course, uh, was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters uh, the $10 club like Fraser Davidson, uh, the £10 club like Albion Algorithm, and then back to the $10 club with Andrew Bennon, Barry007, Energon Cubes, and Jacob Pringle. And uh, I'm here with Marco. We're just uh, playing cool songs and talking about video games. Oh, speaking of which, I just read this. 
Sony has patented a new PS5 gamepad with haptic feedback. <laughs> haptic feedback. <laughs> well, there goes my attempt at uh, doing video game news. Haptic feedback <laughs> analog oh sticks. Have you played a PS5? No, I actually haven't. No, not at all. Because I will say, I do like the controller. I like the feel of it a lot. Well, how is it different? Well, because it's got haptic... It's got haptic um, <laughs> fucking uh, uh, feedback. <laughs> what the fuck is haptic <laughs> feedback? <laughs> haptic feedback is, you know, there's like rumble, like controllers can rumble. Yes. But haptic haptic feedbacks, fuck, I can't the even feedbacks. fucking <laughs> <laughs> What, has it got like an airbag that pops when you have an accident no, in a vehicle? So haptic feedback is, it still rumbles, but it rumbles with more precision. Okay. So what that means is you can actually, like, program different feelings, and the rumble can, like, emulate different feelings, like surfaces your character is walking on or whatever. So I think it just means there's more rumbly little things inside it. Yeah. So they have a, a game, the game that uses it the best, honestly, is the game uh, Astro's... Playland. Oh, yeah. It's a 3D platformer and it's free. Like if you buy a PlayStation, Astro's Playland is a game you can just download. Mm-hmm. They can make it so like when you're walking on metal, you know, like the controller makes sound because it's got a little speaker. Oh, and yeah. so you hear like the little like the ping, ping, ping of his little feet. But then your controller vibrates in such a way that it feel you actually like feel like you're walking on metal. But then when it starts to rain, it's almost like you feel the raindrops as it vibrates. Cool. And then there's like a thing where you have to like do a zipper down of like this robot. Like you zip up into this robot suit and you slide your finger down the touchpad and then when you do the controller vibrates in such a way that it does like kind of feel like you're doing a zipper so it's basically like a more precise rumble Mm -hmm. so I think also newer phones have it as well so like you know when you're you're touching virtual buttons on your phone if you have like a newer phone it it almost like vibrates like where you put your finger not like the whole phone shakes in your hand it almost feels like you're getting a response where your finger is because the rumble can be more precise anyways so the PlayStation controller already does this the Nintendo Switch controllers do it as well Mm -hmm. and I guess they're doing a thing using uh, non-Newtonian fluids to create hydraulic resistance in the analog sticks Jesus Christ Hydraulic fluid? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, I've still got a PlayStation 4. I mean, I use the PC a lot, but wow, that controls have come a long way. Yeah, man, it's, this one's full of, it's going to be full of non-Newtonian fluids. Wow, that's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> Non-Newtonian, what the fuck? Oh I don't know what God. that means. I don't either. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I just dang. like saying it. It sounds cool. Yeah. Anyways, look, how about this? Uh, why don't you uh, <laughs> play me a song? <laughs> okay, I got a new one here that just came out. It's really good stuff. Apparently it was finished months ago, but for some reason they didn't release it until now. It's really good. It's a little different. It's uh, I like it. Uh, I love the progressions in the bass line and all that. But anyway, it is Paradigm Coast Arquivo featuring Gabriela Marcia. Perfect, and it is brought to you. By my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club, we are talking about John Masari, Knight of Ducks. In the £10 Club, we got Kudzost. And in the $10 Club, we got Matthew Lister. And uh, let's listen to this. This is Paradigm Coast and Gabriela Marcia with Archivo.
All right, and that was Arquivo. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. A-R-Q-U-I-V-O from Paradigm Coast and Gabriela Marcia. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the $10 Club, we got Monkey Magics, Poly Digital, Pud Nuts, Rama Branch, Run the Skyway, Tristan Waits, Watch Clark, and Will Lowe. I'm back here with Marco. We were just talking about haptic feed bags. Oh, we should do birthdays real quick. I got some yes. birthdays here. Here's one I missed. Pooh in an alleyway. Doreen. Her birthday was on July 30th. So happy birthday to you. I hope you had a lovely birthday. And uh, I apologize for it being late. But hey, you know the old saying... Marco. Better light than never. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I guess that's it. Is there, is there another saying about being light? No, I was trying to figure something clever to say, but I just couldn't think of anything. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to put you on the spot ever again. Never. We'll, we'll script these all out next time. I would like to wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Gary Heather. That's right. His birthday is on August the 4th. This episode will probably come out after that. So, uh, happy birthday to you, Mr. Gary Heather. Then we got Jeremy L. Corp on August the 6th. Happy birthday to you. You got a few days. Hopefully this episode will come out before that. Are you following all this? I am, and I just want to say happy birthday to everybody involved. Late or early, whatever. I don't know when this is going to be released, so (laughs) happy birthday, and hope you had a good one. We got two more here. We got Albion Algorithm, and uh, his birthday's on the 7th. That's the next day, after the 6th. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty cool, man. Uh, I like it. Maybe we should promise the listeners to come up with a script next time so we can sound like we're all witty. Yeah, that's right. You can pretend that I'm witty. <laughs> Just totally, like, stilted, like, pre-written banter. Like, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, on August the 10th, uh, a very happy birthday to Argen1981. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. You and I just did uh, Heartbeat Hero had a special uh, trivia episode that we were both on. That was actually pretty cool. I kind of enjoyed that, especially the part where I won. (laughs) That's right. You did win, didn't you? Yeah, I was pretty lucky. I had some pretty easy questions there at the end. I was just lucky, I think. I almost didn't make it. Did he say... I haven't listened back to it, but did they mention why I was away? Because I did end up showing up 20 minutes in. Just all he said was that you weren't feeling well. And I said, well, he hasn't really been on Facebook. He hasn't returned my messages, so I figure something's going on. And then I didn't realize it was just a fucking hangover. (laughs) Jesus. Well, I don't drink very often, but we've been getting rid of a lot of junk, trying to clean up because, you know, we recently moved and the house is still a mess. And so I had such a successful, like we got rid of all this old furniture, uh, an old friend of mine, we did a dump run and brought all this stuff to the dump. And then there was all this leftover wood and I had this big fire. So it was a successful night because I don't usually drink like that, but it was a good fire and I drank and then I actually fucked up my ear because I was, I was burning some old props yeah. just to get, make space. Like all these like old videos I made, like these prop, like stupid weapons out of like cardboard and wood and stuff, except one of the things, which was like this alien gun, had a, an old can of like, it wasn't hairspray, it was like mousse, but it's in like a bottle, right, with compressed air, and I didn't, I forgot that it was there, so I threw this thing in the fire, and then it blew up, like right next to my head. It was so loud that it deafened me, so like everyone else was like so far away from the fire, they thought I set off a firework, <laughs> so it went off like right next to my head, and now I've got a fucking buzzing in my ear. Still? It's, it's very faint, it's like, oh, no. if I lay my head down on the pillow when I'm going to sleep, and I cover that ear 
then I hear like sort of a faint high pitch thing and I'm like oh fuck that's probably permanent so anyway so it was a good fire but then I was hung over the next day too like I was fucking out of it and I felt so bad because I put Heartbeat Heroes show into my calendar I was like oh my god I think I'm gonna miss it like I messaged him early in the morning like I don't think I can do this but then it was about five hours later and I had some water and I and I and I said you know what I think I can do it and so I ended up I did join but I I sort of didn't warn him that I was gonna join I just hopped on I'm actually glad you joined us for the main reason being that I didn't realize I forgot that it was gonna be video so I don't even have a camera I mean I think I got one somewhere you know for like it for my computer so you turned up and you didn't do a video feed so that made me feel not so bad about myself you know well look I tell you what else isn't gonna make you feel bad I'm gonna t- well no <laughs> well, I tell you what's gonna make you feel great how about that there's my segue to listen to this kick-ass song from laser punk from the album different forms of power and it's uh, brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters like Gary Heather who oh, he just mentioned his birthday happy birthday to him he's also an awesome patron and then there's a uh, fuzzy saber and Jean Christophe Leconte and IP 68 and uh, Jonathan Harden and uh, non solo inglese I hope you like this this is laser punk with power the Grendel remix
that guy's name? LeCunt? LeConte. LeConte. Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's great. What happened? Nothing. I just knocked something over. Remember I told you we got a bit of a hoarding problem? Well, that nah, doesn't matter. I'll get it later. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. And that, uh, I gotta... I gotta... <laughs> oh, man. I gotta anyway. jump out of the song here. That was uh, Laser Punk uh, with the song Power, the Grendel remix from the album Different Forms of Power. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters like Binkley and River Avenue and Abashed Pudding and Adam Conway and Akio Nakasone and Andrew and Big Baby D and Boris. And I'm back with Marco. Uh, I just told a tale of being hungover and having a thing blow up next to my ear. Did you have a good time? That's the main thing, right? I did, yes. Did you have a good time that night drinking? Because sometimes, yeah, no, I mean, you can have a really good time drinking. Of course, the hangover is fucking nasty, but... Yeah, I feel I, like an idiot, too, because I feel like we talk about that a lot on the show. Like, everybody I talk to, it's always we're talking about how, you know, as we get older and these hangovers are worse, and um, they are, and it sucks. And, like, <laughs> and then I go ahead and drink. But it was just, I felt so good because we had all this junk to get rid of and we got rid of it and so it just felt like it was such a success mm. um, there was also some pitfalls along the way like I got a fucking old spring to the vein because I was smashing a, <laughs> an old bed frame because like when you take things to the dump or I mean at least the dump that's near me they do charge based on the items mm. so it's not like you can also like weigh the truck that you bring stuff in but also it's like if you're throwing away mattresses it's like well it's like 20 bucks a mattress and you know like they want to make sure you're separating your computer garbage and versus this garbage and this type so if anything was wood, I'm like, okay, well, we can have a little bonfire. And so I'll just smash stuff up. And so we can, you know, recycle the metal and use the wood for something else. Anyway, so I was smashing a bed frame and uh, a spring just flew out and hit me right in the vein. And I didn't even feel it. <laughs> so like we kept on sort of breaking up this thing. And I just sort of looked down. I just had blood just like pouring down my arm. And then I realized that it might be a good idea to go to the hospital and get a tetanus shot because I haven't had a tetanus shot in a few years. They're pretty big needles too, aren't they? Um, no. No, it was reasonable. too bad. Tetanus is... I thought tetanus was a nasty one. You get a sore arm and shit from it. But anyway. Nope. Nope. Everything was fine. It was oh, one wow. of those like combination needles. It was like tetanus and a few other things. Um, I think you're supposed to do it every 10 years, but I think it had been a while for me and I just thought to be on the safe side. It, I don't think it was a rusty spring, but uh, it's. I guess it's never good when just some metal flies out and hits no, you in the vein. No, Definitely not. No, no. You did the right thing just to play it safe, so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got to play safe these days, Andy. You're no, you're no spring chicken anymore, mate. I know. I've learned that the hard way <laughs> with my hangovers and getting springs to the vein. Jesus Christ. Maybe this is just my life, but maybe other people can sympathize with me. Whenever something goes wrong in terms of like a building project or getting hurt, it's always at the end. When I'm unscrewing something or taking something apart, it's always the last screw that doesn't go or, like, gets stripped or whatever. And whenever I'm, like, trying to scrap something, it's always the last part of it where I get cut <laughs> or hurt. You know, if you're, like, building or something, it's always, like, the final piece of wood you nail in is the one where your hammer hits you in the thumb. You know, it's not, like, it's not like right at the start of the day. It's just, like, the last thing. You're almost done. The day's been good. And the last fucking thing is when you're just, like, fuck! Like, just... I know. I hate that shit. It's, like, everything went so well, and then this one fucking thing right at the end had the fucking spoil it. So that's what happened to me. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about you drinking. I mean, it's like you, you, you almost, you, da you permanently damage your ears and then you fucking get a nail to your vein. You know, it's like, Jesus, Andy, you gotta take it easy. Whatever, man. The point is this, okay? We're all having a good time. You have another track to play. I do, do, and I'm having a great time too playing these tracks and talking. The track that I've got next is from Synth 
principal who hails from the UK. I really like this one. It's got some great progressions throughout. It's called Data Breach. All right, man, let's do it. And uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters like Boris, Cyphered, Cat Punk, Christian Quello, who also helps uh, out the show writing the episode descriptions, getting artist links. So Christian Quello is a really cool guy. Uh, followed by Krizak Hatterack, David Lavalle Jr., and Electro Mechanic. And uh, let's listen to that track. This is Synth Principal with Data Breach.
And that was Data Breach by Synth Principle from the album Utopian Dream, or Data Breach, if you are Australian or British. Is that correct? Data Breach. Data Breach, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking Data Breach. We's just a... <laughs> Uh, that was brought to you uh, by my awesome Patreon supporters like Joe Esposito, Luke Timmermans, Owen Magali, Philip Back, Replicant 69, and Russ Pentland. I'm trying to think here. I saw the trailer, which actually looked okay for that new Star Wars show. Another show? Called Star Wars Andor. And I almost think this one might actually be okay, oh, only gosh. because I don't give a shit about it. Yeah. You're not invested in it or anything. Yeah, because whenever they do it with, like, beloved characters, then they there's like some stakes involved, right? So when it's like, oh, they're doing a Boba Fett show. Mm. I'm really looking forward to that. And then it's fucking lame. Or like the Obi-Wan show, which was like fine, but like nothing special. And whereas this one, I was always like, why are they making this show? Because the central character is the guy from Rogue One. Mm -hmm. So I was like, why are they doing a show about this guy? That being said, maybe that's what we need is for these Star Wars things and the new movies to just feature just completely different things that have nothing to do. I mean, it still has something to do with the with the the previous uh, Star Wars stories and stuff, but I, I don't know. Like the trailer seemed cool, and I'm like, all right, because there's nothing to lose, mm. right? If you feature, if you do a show featuring a character like you don't know, it doesn't matter if it sucks. But if you have like fucking Obi Wan facing off with Darth Vader, then it kind of matters. And so like when it's not that great, it's like ah, uh, like what would you guys do that for? I don't. Know. Yeah, I, I kind of switch off from a lot of that stuff now. Unfortunately, I don't want to be a party pooper. It's just so saturated with that stuff. Star Wars and fucking superhero movies. It's it's just nuts. It really is. I kind of wish I was into it. I want to get in, especially the Star Wars stuff. I wish I could because I always love Star Wars. I just, I just can't, you know. I don't know. I find myself talking a lot about it, mm -hmm. but then ultimately I don't really care. But the reason why I don't care is because they're just driving these things into the ground. And I know there's a lot of people who've been sounding that alarm like nerds for a long time. Yeah. But I'm always hoping for the things to be cool. So I like superhero movies. I like sci-fi. Mm -hmm. I like Star Wars, but uh, yeah, like definitely like the Marvel Universe, like I, I I tapped out with Infinity War and then just came back for Spider-Man because I I, wa I wanted to see all the Spider-Mans together. Like that was exciting for me, but now I literally don't care and I, I would prefer they didn't connect things to the universes and just did standalone movies. Yeah, I think I prefer the standalones too. I really do. When things are all part of a series, it's hard to just dive into one because mm. with the Marvel movies, the way that they're so interconnected, you can watch like I Iron Man because it's like the start of the whole thing but then with some movies it's like are you ever gonna watch like Thor 2 yeah. it's sort of like this weird middle movie that's like to understand this you had to watch like these five movies and then it's really just the middle story of another trilogy that's going on and it all I don't know it's weird it's like you never feel like you're just watching a movie you know that's why I have so much nostalgia for the movies I grew up with because it's like you you watch a film and then it's done and then like you you got your fix yeah no you got a point for sure I definitely agree with that one I know what else you agree with <laughs> is uh, listening to cool music all right so I got my last pick for the week, and then you got to pick after me. But uh, I want to listen right. to this one from Power Nerd, because Power Nerd's a cool guy. This is from the album uh, Destroy to Create, and uh, I hope you dig it. Just like my awesome Patreon supporters like Ross Pentland and Artificial and Stagger and Tomas Shimanek and Senataf and Mike Bailey and Tatsuya Miwa and, uh, and, of course, Polar Wildcat Studios. This is Power Nerd with Pushing Binaries.
that was Pushing Binaries by Power Nerd from the album Destroy to Create. And I am here right now with Mr. Marco Merrick. We've been uh, playing songs on this uh, playlist show. Uh, we got to come up with a name for it. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything cool just yet, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. I want actually, let's call it Marco and Andy's Haptic Feed Bag. <laughs> that sounds really good. <laughs> It's actually pretty good. <laughs> Speaking of movie things, I actually did read something interesting. HBO Max, right? One of the streaming services. Yeah. They just pulled two movies that were like almost finished. Mm-hmm. And then they also pulled a bunch of movies from the streaming service, like original content or whatever. Mm-hmm. They were in the middle of making a Batgirl movie and then they actually just canceled it, even though like it had been like filming and stuff. Yeah. And then there was like a Scooby-Doo movie that was like some, I think it was like a sequel to Scooby-Doo or something. And even though they were actually like in production, they canceled them and then they pulled some of the movies from streaming. And I think it's like a cost-cutting thing. And I, I don't know about this for sure. Maybe people can like sort of write in and explain to me, but I think the thing is, right, if you're like Netflix or one of these other things, if you have a movie on your service, you actually, like, you pay for it to be there. So, obviously, it's in Netflix's best interest for you to tune into Netflix to watch, like, Netflix originals. Because they own those, you can only watch them on Netflix, and they don't have to pay some other company to host it, right? And that's why Disney bought Fox, so that they could have the Fox catalog on their service and stuff like that. So, with all this this talk we're hearing about, like, Netflix, like, you know, reshuffling their, their stuff, and now, like, HBO is doing the same thing. Where we might be at the point now where these companies are maybe going to, like, think smarter and maybe, like, not produce so much crap. Yeah. With streaming, these companies can see the exact numbers, right? I know they don't like to tell people them. Yep. But clearly they have access to the real numbers, which means they know... What people are watching. And hopefully, maybe this is actually a good thing, just focusing on making quality things that people actually, like, want to see. Like, that'd be cool. Yeah, it's a little weird at the moment. I, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I mean, even with Netflix, I'll, I'll, they'll be like, you yeah, know, the movie will be on there and then it's, then it's gone. Mm-hmm. I'll recommend to someone, no, it's not there anymore. It says, oh, you know, it might come back later. We'll notify you when it comes back. Then a year later, it comes back on again. I don't know. It's just fucking weird. And I know I've talked about this before and I don't want to have a big whinge about it, but it just pisses me off because sometimes you just want to watch a damn movie and I don't mind paying a little bit for it, but it is so hard to actually watch it you got to have a subscription to this fucking one or this one or you can't watch it at all. And a lot of times it's actually easier to fucking watch it illegally than to actually pay for it to watch. You know what I mean? That's the argument why it's still good to have physical media. But with the quality of things now and, and my particular interest level, like, I feel like I like I own all of my favorite movies, you know? like Right, me too. I don't know how many new movies honestly are like entering my list of like must watch or like things I will watch again <laughs> I, like my favorite movies I've bought so many copies of them because it was like it was out oh, VHS fucking collector's edition and then it was on DVD and then it was fucking DVD with a tin you know and then it was yeah. Blu-ray and then it's 4K and then it's like and then it got to the point where like, you know what alright I, I think I've got enough copies of this damn movie yeah I mean that's why it is always good to have a physical copy I think and especially when you have shitty internet like we both do yes anyway the point is this buddy yes i want you to give me a final pick and then we're gonna go all right i got a new one here from holland who hails from canada he's no stranger to the show he's been producing really good cyberpunk dark synth kind of stuff for many years now and uh his new one has really got my interest piqued my interest you could say and it is called the movement between all right let's do it this is a uh, holland with the movement between
All right, and that was The Movement Between by Holland, Marco's final pick of the week, which means we're done. So I just want to say to everyone listening, uh, thanks for listening to the show. And Marco, thank you for joining me. Of course, of course, a pleasure, mate. Um, hopefully people will enjoy it and we can keep this going and find enough interesting shit to talk about without it being too scripted. <laughs> I think that's what we need, a script, because uh, we... we uh, need, yeah, we need something. <laughs> We're ridiculous. And of course, uh, if you want to support the show, like all the awesome people whose names I've been shouting out this whole time, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can go to uh, beyondsynth.com and click on the PayPal button. You can also just, if you click on the more info or show more in the show notes uh there's also links there and of course more importantly links to all the artists whose uh, music we featured today so go check out their work because obviously when we play music on the show it's not just because these people have one good song we're taking tracks from um whole albums that are wicked and so you if you uh, dig any of the stuff you're listening to go and uh support the artists that's the point yeah please do there's so much good music around still these days it is bloody amazing and uh yeah check them out man check out the stuff we've uh, played and uh, some of their other music too and uh fuck is there anything else to say not really uh that's pretty much it right I mean yeah <laughs> alright cool well listen uh you have a lovely weekend my friend yeah you too have fun with your feedbacks and uh I'll see you next time I will <laughs> alright alright well you take care dude and we'll and for all the listeners uh, stay tuned to the next episode of Beyond Synth the best synthwave chat show there is Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you. Beyond Synth is made in partnership with your mom. (laughs) 